Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, Vibrators. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the internet. I'm your host, Megan Granger, and today I am joined by the Madam of Comedy. She's the creator of Pretty Funny Woman Comedy School, and she has a live show Tuesday, May 29th at 7. It's Lisa Sunstead. Uh, thank you, but it's not at 7. It's at 7.30. Oh, shoot. Okay, I'm going to do it over. Hold on. That's okay. I'm... You look really good, by the way. Oh my God, Ray! I'm staring keep, at you, and keep I'm like, Whoa. the keep those mics rolling, Ray. Um, okay, let me tell you why. Okay, no booze. Oh, no sugar. Wow, no uh, anything fun for a week and a half because oh. I'm doing Whole Thirty. Oh, okay. Tell mm-hmm. me about that. Well, it's something I would have never been able to do in my entire life, but there's. Thrive Market, which is this incredible online marketplace that I've been ordering all my food off of. And you can pick, like you can go into the website Mm -hmm. and actually pick little dietary restrictions that you have so I can poke Whole30. And then it just shows me all the food I can buy now that I'm doing Whole30. So I just order off of that. It's already wholesale prices. So everything's 25, 50% off. Plus, if you use my code, because I know everybody's going to join Thrive within a month, like it's just blowing up. Please use my code if you do. It's uh, sounds great. It's so good. It's thrivemarket.com forward slash superficial magic, an extra 25% off what you're already getting. And I'm getting like their bone broth, and they have these new seafood packages with like so much yummy fish in it. And it's just, I've never felt better in my entire life. Yeah. You seem like you're in a diff- whole different. I have Faith. so much energy. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. It's, it's. Thrive market. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no GMOs. Uh, you can like, you can get beauty products. You can get it all. And it's, it's so affordable. It's, it's weird. It's Whole Foods meets um, Amazon, but most of these products you can't get off Amazon. So. So if you're a vegetarian, can you just go in there and type in vegetarian yep. and it'll give you all the food? You can go in and, and put, put, say gluten free. Like the, if you're not ordering food off Thrive, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> which was me a week and a half ago but I'm like how did I ever ever do that yeah. because it's just it's so easy and I'm saving money and I'm eating so healthy yeah so I don't know it's it's awesome that sounds great I'm gonna try it will you yeah will you please use my code sure okay so sure. it's thrivemarket.com forward slash superficial magic okay all right sounds great thank you oh, you're gonna love it Hi, Lisa. Hey, Megan. Thank you so much for being here. You don't have to thank me. I have to thank you. I love being on this podcast. People asked and it was given. You are here. We're together. We're in um, the Dear Media studio. We got here this morning. Beautiful. It's so stunning. And you were like, oh, this is where my agency is. But I haven't been here um, in a minute. So I kind of forgot where they were. And we're going to go pop in there after this and see if they have any work for you. (laughs) I don't know if they represent me anymore. <laughs> it's been a year <laughs> since I've talked to them. They're your voiceover agents? Yes. Okay. Like, what? give us a voice. Well, I did the Vaughn Safeway campaign for four years. Oh, man. That's some good where money. I would go, Vaughn's Ingredients for Life. Wow. That would be the tag mm-hmm. at the end of all the spots where I'd go, navel oranges, two ninety nine a pound. You know, I would list all the groceries and... Would you feel like you would manifest commercials? Because that's, I think, the dream. Yeah, of that, the best you money. You know what? I used to be in this spiritual group of girls. No, not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think we called ourselves the support hose, mm-hmm. and we <laughs> and we um, we held hands and we said out loud what we wanted and I said I want a major voiceover campaign that sustains me for at least a year Mm. and this was three years whoa and you got the commercial like immediately after Mm, about two months after and I bought my house from it wow yeah wow how do you decide what voice to serve like when you go in for one of those well most of the stuff I read are commercials right so they're not animation no so it's the announcer Mm-hmm. So it's the person that comes on at the end, like Chase Bank, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, 
pay less. You could pay more, but why? So it's just like relaxed, easy breezy. Yes. It's, and then the trend now is they want everyone to sound like you're not a professional voiceover artist. They want you to sound like you're just talking. So I could actually you do could, it now. You could do it. Yeah, with like my lisp and be like, Vons. <laughs> <laughs> Go there, I swear. <laughs> when I first moved to LA, I didn't know Gelson's was more expensive than everywhere else. I just thought it was a like normal grocery store. So people who don't live in LA, Gelson's is the place you go to throw money on fire away forever. Fancy. It's so fancy, but I just thought it was the grocery store. So I would go there and I would spend like $500 on groceries (laughs) and I'd be like, mom and dad, I don't know. I don't have any money. Like I can't do anything. (laughs) And I was like, oh, Vons. So I could do a commercial for Vons. Yeah. I go to Gelson's to get their salad bar. It's amazing it's amazing they have some good olives like it's <laughs> it's not all bad yeah they have an olive bar but i have never made it through the checkout line without saying something sarcastic have you like it's not their fault but i'm always like 42.50 yeah exactly makes sense right yeah. maria all righty bye yeah. 13.50 for a salad mm-hmm. every day yeah except tuesdays you get two bucks off Woo! <laughs> wow 98 dollars <laughs> So we're kind of obsessed with food today Um, because I'm doing the Whole30, as we've discussed, and you're off sugar? Mm Mm-hmm. Refined sugar. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll eat it when it's in foods. Like royal family sugar. I'll eat it if it's in, like, a cake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, so are or you, ketchup. Are you reading every label and like really getting in <laughs> no, there? No, nothing like that. Just no desserts. Okay. No obvious like things with sugar. No, no more going to getting pumpkin bread from Starbucks, mm-hmm. which I used to get. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I went into Starbucks, four hundred calories. Yeah. Okay. So no sugar, and you were telling me it's kind of like a a new motto for you. A new motto that I came up with is. Thriving versus depriving. So I'm not thinking of it as depriving myself of sugar. I'm thinking of it as going towards something healthy, like I'm making healthier choices. I'm I'm incorporating four to five fruits and vegetables a day. Great. And I I try and do eat foods that will help me to thrive. Mm-hmm. And and just I do everything in life that way now instead of like. Oh, I got to do cardio, you know? No, I get to do cardio. True. Because I'm healthy and I have legs. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I haven't thought about it and like that. And a heart. Yeah. That works. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful for my body. I'm reading this great book right now. It's called, well, I'm not reading it because I don't read. I'm listening to <laughs> okay. it on Audible. So let's call it reading. Yes. It's by John Hobbit and Dr. Monica Weil, my therapist. Oh, yes, Dr. Monica, of course. Yes. Um, It's called Full Catastrophe Living. Say more about this. It's all about mindfulness. Okay. And they talk about how uh, they have a stress reduction clinic in, I think it's in Boston, where they have people come and stay for two weeks and just do exercises and meditation and mindfulness. You know what mindfulness is. It's Mm -hmm. just really being present in each moment of everything you're doing. Right. So, like, to really be here right now with you, like mm-hmm. in the studio, I'm sit, I'm sitting here, and it, and I'm, I'm looking out this window, and I'm seeing the city, and it's enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. But they talk about like when you eat, for example, and and they give like people a, a handful of raisins, and the first thing you're supposed to do is you're supposed to hold one of the raisins. And feel the texture of it and look at it. Oh. And you go, oh, you know, and you roll it around in your finger. So you're really like taking it, you know, in. Then you eat the raisin and you're one at a time. Because, you know, when we eat like raisins and it's usually just shoving them in your mouth or nuts, you just shove a bunch of them in your mouth at one time and you're not really enjoying it or being present to it. And then you eat more than you should. Well, a raisin's gross, though. But raisins are okay. Okay. But so anyway, Wait, let's use whole, nuts. Yes, okay, one so, nut at a time. All right. Yeah. So so say you have a handful of almonds, and you take the almond and you feel it, and mm-hmm. you feel how it kind of rough on your fingers, and then you 
and you're just really present and you're looking at it and then you pop it in your mouth and then you you really like eat one at a time. I love it. And it slows you down. And then you're fully present for these moments in your life that we tend to miss. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important. Is it kind of, okay, because the, the title, say it again. The t- Full Catastrophe Living. It sounds kind of like getting out of trauma or something through present momentness, or am I way off? Um, they didn't talk about that. He Wow, he, my projections are I pretty intense. Yeah, well, he <laughs> he said that his, he asked his friend, like, what he has going on in his life. He goes, a full-time job and three kids and a wife and soccer practice after and this and that. It's a full catastrophe living. Mm. That's what the guy said to him, and he was like, oh, okay, which just means a full life. Right. That's, you know, busy. Exploding from all yeah. sides. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But how do we live like this? Because we're all very stressed out. I'm super stressed out. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and you don't know it until your body starts doing weird things. Like, this is probably TMI, but I've been getting up, like, okay, four to five times a night to pee. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I went to the doctor He's like, you have no bladder infection. There's nothing wrong. All your blood works normal. I'm sending you to a urologist. So I go to this guy, and he does all these tests on me, and then he sits me down, and he goes, this is stress. And I was like, wow. And he goes, yeah, I've seen it before. It just That's how it manifests in your body. What? And he goes, what's going on in your life right now that's causing you stress? And I go, well, my mom has Alzheimer's, so I'm very, like, always, it's always in the back of my mind that I'm worried about her, and then impending doom is coming, and He's like, yeah. And then he goes, he goes, Alzheimer's is not bad. He goes, they just forget. Okay. They just go into like a childlike state. He goes, she's not suffering. Mm. He goes, it's hard for everyone around them. And I was like, that is true. She's like having the time of her life right now. Man, your urologist is like a. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. That's really rad. So he told me to manage my stress. So I'm trying to do things now. I'm taking restorative yoga classes I don't like to like I don't like it hard yoga like hatha or vinyasa or whatever that I can't even do two minutes of it yeah like balancing and sweating and stretching your no this is restorative have you taken no oh my god you guys if you haven't taken a restorative yoga class you've got to try one they use props they use blocks and bolsters which are big cushions now you've got me listening yeah and so you put you put this cushion up on these blocks and then you lay on it and you turn your neck to the side and you just relax into the pose and it kind of hurts because huh. you're stretching muscles you don't even know you have. And you just breathe into where the pain is and you restore your body to its natural state of health. Okay. Like these poses and these slow stretches, they pay beautiful music. She guides you through it. I'm coming with you. Yeah, I really want you to come with me. Yeah, it's the like the like downward dog into. No, I can't no, do it. I, don't I can't like do it. I, I'm no. not strong enough. My arms are like nine feet long. I can't do a push up. It's not no. happening. Um, <laughs> I have uh, my arms are. Look at how long they are. Well, that's that's pretty good. I mean, I mean you ever need to reach for something at the store? <laughs> and people like men will be like, "Can you reach that for me?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> You're like five feet taller than me. Um, you were telling me uh, this is kind of might end up kind of like an addiction-y episode because that's what I'm going through too. Mm-hmm. You were telling me that you have an interesting way of dealing with your stress after you see your mom. Mm. Can you talk about it a little bit? So what happens to me is I see my mom mm-hmm. and then I get triggered like, oh my God, I'm going to have to take care of her financially. Mm. I don't have a lot of money right now. It's going to cost a lot of money. It's like, Five to $7,000 a month for someone to wow. live in a facility, a memory care unit, which takes care of you. So I panic about money, and then I go to gam- I go gamble mm-hmm. to try and make quick money. And then I end up losing, like, so much money. Wow. Money that I could have used to help her. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to gamble on this, and I had five months of no gambling, and then I blew it yesterday. Oh, shit. I know. Shit. I, I'm an addict. Yeah. It just switches around. You know, I cut the sugar out and then wanted to gamble. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I quit smoking and then started eating sugar. It's whack-a-mole. Yes. Yeah. You just have to stay, what, mindful? Thriving. Thriving. 
You know, they say if you want self-esteem, do a steamable act. Who? Who? I, I like ooh. I thought you said who. Who like, said that? Just they. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? I'll kill them. I don't want to do a steamable act. People in my twelve-step program say that. So you just do things every day that help you to thrive. Mm. Because, like I've said before, I don't know if you remember this, but my goal is to experience my potential in every area of my life to really express, to become self-actualized, to, mm-hmm. to be like, to have be in the best shape of my life, to be the best girlfriend, to be the best daughter. To be the best artist. What about to be the best gambler? Yeah. <laughs> and yesterday I was not. I was not expressing myself to my truest potential. I've definitely. But the casino was. <laughs> yeah. With my money. I think I reached self-actualization actualization with Ambien. Like, I think I reached <laughs> the limits. <laughs> the universe is proud. Infinity was matched. Um so I understand, but yeah, like cutting, cutting back on any of that stuff just either makes you want to do other stuff or it brings up emotions mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. emotions are, are really something else. Well, step work helps me writing about it. Like, okay, today I really want to gamble or making a phone call to somebody that is, is also another addict. Mm. And just outing myself, like last weekend I wanted to gamble, but I called Stephanie, my best friend, and, Love I, her. and I called my boyfriend, and I go, I want to gamble. I'm just telling you this right now because I'm outing myself, and it took the power away. Mm-hmm. And they both talked me down, and I, and I didn't gamble. But then I wanted to gamble again the next weekend, <laughs> and I knew not to tell them. <laughs> I know that's always where it gets yeah. a little where you're like <laughs> we're only as sick as our secrets uh-huh I was listening to uh Oprah's podcast today nobody turn this off and go listen to Oprah's podcast just stick us stick us out to the end because uh you're gonna want to hear this one after this podcast okay but it was Michael Bernard Beckwith remember when I took yeah. you to Agape mm-hmm. that was really funny because I promised you the moon and the stars and usually it's the best place on earth and the music is unbelievable. It's like choirs of a hundred people singing the craziest songs. One time I went there and um, Stevie Wonder was there singing on the piano. Really? Yes, just amazing music. And when you went there, it was like a group of third graders doing their play. <laughs> <laughs> and you had driven so far. I don't remember this. You don't? No. You were like, okay. I was like, um... <laughs> It's usually really good. Um, but Didn't he have his wife come up and speak? Yeah. Okay, I remember. Mm-hmm. I do remember. I think he might have brought Steve, too. Really? Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, but he was saying that we need to find what pulls us so that the universe can stop pushing us. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Exactly. Let me explain it a little okay. bit better. Thank you. <laughs> Please. Let me explain it like Oprah did. Um, He was just saying that the universe is going to push us and push us and push us, such as how addictions do and many things that trigger us or whatever until we are able to really snap into our alignment and our purpose and then it starts pulling us and we don't have to fight as much. Mm -hmm. There's still always going to be the triggers and whatever, but um, I think that that's happened for you. Like I don't feel like you struggle nearly as hard. Not not like I used to know. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I'm I'm trying to do like every day like things that are good for me. I'm trying to build my self esteem and and if I build my self esteem and at my core, if I feel really good about myself, right, then I believe I'm worthy of my dreams and goals and desires. If yes. I feel unworthy, I'm not gonna be able to manifest things. Mm-hmm. So I have to feel like I deserve it. And when I do nice things for myself, when I work out, when I eat healthy, when I nourish my body, when I uh, go to meetings and gentle yoga classes, and when I meditate, and when I just do all day long self-care and things that, you know, are good for me, I all of a sudden I feel good about myself. I feel like I deserve success, and I deserve lots of money, and I deserve to be happy. Right. But if I do like behaviors like I did yesterday where I spent like three hours in a dark casino with a bunch of zombies like looking at 
the cards over and over again, then I lower my vibration. Mm-hmm. And then it takes me like a week of like, because I feel bad about myself. I feel scared about money. I just get all those negative emotions. And it's like not worth it. I know it cycles right back. I was yeah. I was telling you I'm I, like I'm gonna go see my family in a month, and so I'm doing this whole thirty. I haven't taken Ambien in a really long time, and I'm so proud of you. Thank for that. you. Um, I've stopped like pretty much this whole year, except when I would travel, and then when I would get back from traveling, I'd always have like four extra, and then I would space it out, and it was just stupid. Now there's really none, um, and no traveling in my foreseeable future except in a month so that scares me because I'm like uh I'm gonna want to take something for the plane and then then I'm gonna want to take something once I'm there because it's a new environment and then once I get back I'm gonna want one more night of good sleep just it's just like ugh. we'll have a couple of things to, that'll help you with that please number, give it to me number one is that happening today no good points yeah so you don't know how you're gonna feel the day the day that you're getting on that plane. True. You might be in a really good headspace. Number two, thing you can do is called bookending. So that would be making a phone call to someone. You could call me and you can go, okay, I'm getting ready to board this plane and I'm really triggered and I really want to take an ambient. And if you just talk about it and out yourself, mm-hmm. it, the power, it gets you release the yeah. hold it has on you. Yeah. And then I could say, okay, you know, uh, call me when you step off the plane. And before you go in to visit your family and let's have a little, you know. Powwow. Yeah, a little powwow. Mm. And then you call me when you get to your parents' house. Yeah. And then you call when you're getting back on the plane to come home. It's just bookending. Do do you want to just come with me? (laughs) (laughs) We can FaceTime if you need to. Okay, I will. I will. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's these little habits that we get and that we have. Sometimes they're addictions. Sometimes I, I struggle with knowing what's an addiction and what's just really ingrained habits because mm-hmm. definitely people could be like, whoa, you drink a lot, but I haven't drank in like a week and a half now. And I never, like, I'm not like, I want alcohol. I'm like, I want a chocolate cake, um, but I don't crave it. So I, I don't know what the, I've never awareness. thought of you as an addict. Really? Or do you think you are? Well, with Ambien, you've had, you've struggled. Yeah, and just like the eating disorder stuff. I think I like flirt with it, mm-hmm. you know, when I was younger, the eating stuff. Um, but I, I think I flirt with it, but I'm not, I'm not fully there. So I, I, I just want to be careful with it. And I want to be fully alive and fully present and fully all of these things. And in LA, it's really easy to get caught up with being stressed out all day and then drinking at night with your mm-hmm. friends like Relaxing. as a very like normal a reward yeah it's like mm-hmm. this is totally and it's nothing like new york like the listeners in new york i don't even know how you guys still have livers if you drink there because they go out all the time um way harder than we do but it's just so normal that you drink um mm-hmm. with your friends after yeah, after a long day that's the habit i got into which is why i quit Mm-hmm. 11 years ago June 10th it will be 11 years that is that so great that. Lisa yeah wow I would love to drink wine and then take a Klonopin with it that was like the best I mean you just ease right out of reality yep. I was telling you I need to make shirts that say I heart blacking out yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but you can check out on healthy things right you can check out on listening to podcasts mm-hmm Taking a hike. Yeah. Uh, meditating. True. That's a good way to check out a little bit mm-hmm. for 20 minutes and relax. Or you can read a book or you can watch it. You, 90 Day Fiance, which is my <sighs> favorite show. Have you seen it? I love it so oh my much. God. It's so, so good. <laughs> yeah. There's so many ways. It's the, the it's just the easiest way. It's the laziest way to drink a bottle of wine in an ambient oh, which is such an easy habit it's to get so into. easy and it's socially acceptable yep yep so this whole 30 madness has me pretty uh pretty sobs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tell me about it uh you know it's been boring-ish but also great I do my little reprogramming hypnosis every night um I journal a lot like I'm having a lot of good ideas for the first time in a while and um so you've opened yourself up and now you're a channel 
I'm channeled. Channeling things. Mm-hmm. Downloading information. Yeah. Just getting, like, I, I have been for a long time really frustrated with my inability to think create creatively. Like, something about it scares me because I have a very creative mind and I have a lot mm-hmm. of ideas and whatever, but they come to me spontaneously. I can't sit and be like, what would be cool for superficial magic? Something about it stops me. And mm-hmm. I, because I that's think. That's not your process. Well, I think I'm just like kind of living in trauma where it's like, that's why I was wondering if that book was about trauma and I, nothing really traumatic happened to me, but I'm very anxious. I'm very like how I'm like survival based. And so when I start trying to think in a creative manner, it scares me because mm. I, I think subconsciously I feel like I'm going to like die or something. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I've been journaling about it, you know. Um, But lately I think that it's been really, it's been really helping um, to get in touch with that side of me because I don't know. It, I think it's coming more easily. That's so good. Well, I, one of my favorite quotes is fear is a mile high, a mile wide, but paper thin. Ooh. You don't know it until you walk through it. So it sounds like you're walking through some scary feelings. I know. And then you're realizing the fear of the experience is greater than the actual experience. Yeah. And it's interesting to have negative feelings and not Act medicate them. them. Right. Because they go away. Process. Yeah. Releasing. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, okay. That I, yeah, it doesn't get stuck in you. It, it goes away. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, so far that's been, that's been an interesting process. I was worried about like, can I ever go on a date again? But I went on a date dead sober and I was fine. And yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, I'll see. I'll see what happens. You know what I did uh, the other day is a breath work class. Have Ooh. you ever done it? Um, gosh, I want to say yes, but I don't think I have. There's this meditation center near my house it's called Soul Hum, and it's and I just discovered it last week, and it's going out of business for the, for three months. And I'm like, what? This is like and it's been here for yes. oh my god, and that's so annoying. It's two blocks from my house. Perfect. So they did this thing called a breath work class where you lay on the floor in these super cush, you know, fancy cushion seats. You lay flat with it and they give you a blanket and you you just lay there and she plays this kind of loud music. And then you do you take breaths. You take one in your belly, one in your chest and then you go <gasps> and you do that for we did it for 20 minutes straight. Wow. And so before we started, people were like my God, this is going to be the most amazing experience. My husband says it's like being on psychedelics. It's the best drug. It's the best high. You're going to see God. You're going to, and I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> so I did it. I did the breath work and I, I'm done with it. And I'm like, nothing happened. Not one thing happened. But I did feel a little bit lighter. It's supposed to release trauma. Interesting. And block energy. It's supposed to like, you're letting it out. Mm. So I felt a little bit lighter. Because it must reach your nervous system in a different way know what it does but it some people were having have had gone on a trip they were like oh my god this this is amazing why do those people have to ruin it for everyone else i'm like stop having these great experiences because then i felt like oh i maybe i did something wrong or this isn't like i I don't feel high i want to get high yeah we all do lisa we all do i actually did do that when i was like 23 and i held i remember she made me hold two rocks in my hands that mm-hmm. i ended up buying from her that were like expensive but they were just two normal you rocks you bought the rocks yeah were they I, crystals no they were normal rocks that she guaranteed me were very smooth and perfect for holding and a lavender um eye pillow to cover my eyes oh. while i did it and i never That's did nice. it again but you need teachers for that stuff yeah you know 20 minutes breathing by myself no get real Mm-mm. can't do it need a teacher it's also a little weird to hear other people breathing yeah next to you because some like, people get just a little bit too loud you know they're like ah right it's like, okay. right it's shut up that yeah <laughs> actually you just need a lot of up. attention <laughs> um yeah there's always there's this yoga studio right by you actually where this woman was being like every stretch and whatever was kind of like breathing loud or whatever and the teacher went up to her and was like this is your ego really it was so uncomfortable but I was like whoa 
Yeah. Was it black dog yoga? It was um, Bikram yoga. Oh. That Bikram yoga in that shopping center near you? Where? Um, It's on Ventura, and it's in the Marshalls. Oh, down there. That's mm. down there. Yeah, it's like three miles away. Studio City. Okay, right? but that's close to you, right? Oh, that's too far for me. I'm not going <laughs> to drive three well, miles good. to we get shouldn't, hot. We shouldn't be doing Bikram <laughs> yoga anyway. He's sexist or a rapist, something. He's bad. Um, <laughs> very good workout, though. Um, so, Lisa, what else has been going on? What other... What other things are in the ether for you right now? Well, let's see. Um, I wrote a script. Do you want to hear about my career or do you want to hear about my Every. spiritual life? <sighs> Can you do a combination of the two? Um, well, I did write a script. Amazing. Um, a sitcom. And I wrote it three years ago with one of my students. And for some reason, it just got blocked from the universe that we couldn't get it out because she got into a de- another deal and she couldn't work on any other project according to this deal. So it just got shelved. But I didn't shelf it. I put it in my God box. <gasps> and I said, okay, I'm going to turn this over to you, God, and you figure it out. Explain God boxes to some new listeners. Okay, so what you do is you get a shoe box, or um, in this case I had like a big, bigger box that you might get at CVS around Christmas time, where this the bo- kind of box that you put like underwear in or, okay, you know. Yeah. And then you cut out a little uh, square at the top, and you decorate it with things that make you happy. Pictures. I have, like, pictures of my niece and nephews on there, and flowers and spiritual quotes. It's like a vision board on in instead in a box form. And then you cut the top out, and then you put write down your prayers, your fears, mm. your goals, your dreams, your desires, and you just turn it over. You just fold it up and put it in there. And you add to it all the time? Um, I just, when something's really significant for me, I put it into the God box. Wow. Yeah, releasing. And then you don't go in there and peek and look until, you know, it's come to fruition. Where do you keep it? In your closet? Under my bed, because I don't want anyone to see it. It's private. Yes, that is private. (laughs) (laughs) That is private. Um, So I put my script in there three years ago. Cut to, um, for some reason, my partner's managers sent it to paramount studios this like amazing they sent 20 projects over to paramount and two days later paramount called and said we want to read complex and that (gasps) was the only one they responded to what we want to meet these we read the script we want to meet these writers what yeah lisa So, so we went in and we pitched to paramount and we pitched our whole sitcom and it was a 30 minute pitch the guy was like this is your first pitch meeting you oh guys, this is gosh. amazing. How long did you practice for? We practiced, probably got, got together four times. Wow. We practiced for an hour each time. Wow. My my writing partner, her name's Sarah Adina. She is so good at pitching. She pitches all the time. And she, I just let her take over. I kind of <laughs> just sat there. They probably thought I was the weird, like, <laughs> I didn't really have much to contribute because I was watching her going, God, this is a good show. <laughs> She's great. But they passed. Oh, shit. But it's okay because it got the management company interested again. Exactly. So they're going to send it to a bunch of other people. Keep it in that God box. Don't take it out. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I want is a show on the air. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got pretty funny women in the works. Yep. Development deal. Yep. That's being pitched. Yep. So that's exciting. And that's being pitched by some big people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A big, uh, big company that they sell a lot of shows. They just made the sizzle reel and sent it to me and said, we want your notes. And I was like, oh, notes? I get to give notes? <laughs> Where's my glasses and my red pen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. That's that's cool. That's amazing. And it's Thank you. not easy to do. Yeah. And then my class, uh, my next class starts in two weeks for all you L.A. ladies. If you want to One take. of the vibrators took it. Yes. So Jacqueline. amazing. Hi, uh, Jack- Jackie Moogle. Jackie you're amazing. It's the she coolest thing. She did such thing. a great job. She just did La Jolla. Really? She's from San Diego. Oh, so my gosh. I put her on the La Jolla show. She got up there like she's been doing stand-up for a year. Really? And she's only done it twice. She was like, so, hey, God, like so much confidence. And I was like blown away. You guys have to tell me when her next show is, you and her both, because I want to come so badly. And if you live in L.A., please take Lisa's class. It's 
the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, my next class is full. It's already Shoot. It's two weeks away. It's already full. Lisa. Yeah. Okay, so then take your next class. So that one's in July. Okay, take your yeah. July class. Yeah. And you have a you have a show coming up at the Laugh Factory when? Yes, I do. Um, please come. Sherry Shepard from The View Love. is headlining. Amazing. She's yes. so funny. She's She's been doing pretty funny women shows for years. Like mm. 15 years ago, she did her first show with me. And uh, she's really sweet, really funny. She's closing the show. And a surprise, Jacqueline Marfuji <gasps> and Dana Moon are on the show. <gasps> ah! And they are opening the show with a dance number. Stop. I'm, I swear. And I am going to dance with them. They're going to bring me onto the stage because they're both phenomenal dancers. It, they're Fully so good. choreographed routine. And I, I'm not going to tell you what the, the concept is because Jacqueline came up with it, but it's good. And then I'm going to join them. So heaven is real. <laughs> heaven is a place on earth. But so this is going to be a good show, you guys. You should come out. And what's the date again? The date is a one week from today, Tuesday, May 29th. Tuesday, May 29th. I'm writing it down. 30 p.m. It's a little earlier than most shows. Okay. And we already have like 100 tickets sold. Of course you do. That's yeah. huge. That's amazing. Yeah. And the Laugh Factory is the coolest place you can perform in the city. Last time I did the show there, they put my name in lights. That's on the so, I mean, that's unbelievable, did Lisa. You see it? I saw your, your picture of it. Yeah. 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 I know. You're, you're killing it. I felt like, wow, this is like, because I made the, remember we did got together and did vision boards? Mm-hmm. And I said, can I have something that says, you know, you're worthy and you guys found this little card that says, you are worthy of your desires. And then I put another thing up that said, she will be heard. Mm-hmm. And look, my look. name is on lights on Sunset Boulevard. That is so cool. Yeah. And, and, and like, and not in the normal place. It's the hardest place to get. Oh, I know. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. What do you think, like... What do you think keeps your momentum going? Relaxing into it, not trying to control it, or continuing to do things that build self-esteem. That's so funny. That's I'm Every trying day. to think of what my ex, well, not my ex therapist. She's my current therapist. I just don't drive out to see anymore. Um, what does she call it? She calls it, ugh, esteemable act. She calls it, uh. Self-care? Yeah, it's it's something about doing doing stuff every day that's going to give you, um, like, self-accomplishment. Uh, mm-hmm. Feelings of accomplishment. That's what mm. she calls it. Feelings what, of accomplishment. What, yes. what a <laughs> tricky phrase that I forgot. Yes. Yeah, so she's like, do stuff that gets feelings of accomplishment moving in you. So you'll wake up and maybe you're, you don't feel good and you're like, I just don't want to do this thing, which you never want to go work Run out usually you never want to do mm-hmm. and it's like if you can just do one of those things get that feeling of co- accomplishment it's like a little video game like you know you collect a little coin mm-hmm. and then you do another like you suddenly like you said are feeling like you are worthy of what you're mm-hmm. wanting yeah you just feel so good about yourself like my boyfriend told me like I want to lose 20 pounds and my boyfriend said the only way to do that, and, I, and I've been eating really healthy and hiking every day and haven't lost any weight. And he's like, well, you need to step it up. You need to run. Run for 30 minutes straight. I'm like, I can't do that. And he goes, yes, you can. And I, I said, I can't, but I tried it, and I did it. What? I did. Well, I did 28 minutes because I stopped twice for a minute. That, we don't count those. But you did 30 minutes. I felt so good about myself after. Mm. I was like wow, I'm not going to say I can't anymore because we don't know what we're capable of, right? Exactly. I'll try it. Like, that's a good way to approach something, right? Well, I'll try it. We have so many dumb limits that aren't true. Mm-hmm. Like, Limiting negative poor beliefs. I never could sleep. Never. I, I had to take Ambien to sleep. I had to, I had to, I had to. And the last, you know, month mm-hmm. that I haven't had any and the month before that when – whatever I didn't have any like I would stay up till five or six Mm, and then sleep for about four hours and start my day and I was just like okay this is my life like this is what happens but then last night I fell asleep at midnight that's great no drinking no ambient very early so 
I don't know. I, I I've created you create stories that you're just like they, you don't understand. This is the way it is, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not. But you have to fight through a lot of shit to uh, to get there. I had a writing exercise given to me by one of my sponsors where she, I had to write down um, and say I have a resentment. Right? Say I have a resentment towards my mother because she was a compulsive gambler and now I've inherited that from me. So you write down the resentment. This is just an example. This yeah, is hypothetical. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and um and I'm not gonna tell you my mom's name because I want it to remain anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just call her mom for now. Okay. <laughs> so you write out the resentment and then in the next column you write what does it affect? Well it affects my self esteem, my money, my you know, worth, my ego, my ambitions, my career, my, it affects everything when I, that resentment of, of her gambling, right? Then what did I do? Well, I gambled too. So then the next column is, as a result of this resentment, I've come to believe about myself what? Oh. So, like, you have to, like, really soul search there and you go, okay, what is my belief around my belief is it's possible to make money gambling or it's it's normal to gamble for money like that's a belief that I have that's wrong right so it's an it's a limiting negative core belief right yeah so or or I don't deserve money in a healthy way so I have to do it in these dark like creepy casinos I'm unworthy of money that's mm-hmm. another one so then you pray and meditate on that and you ask the universe to release it you give it up you give it up to God you go okay I'm now willing to release the belief that blank I love that yeah I've been given I gave a few of my like manifesting clients this exercise um that I do every morning in my journal and I think everybody should that kind of is like this where I just make, you know, a line down a page and write everything I can take care of that day and everything I need the universe to take mm, care of. And it that. kind of just lets go like um, oh, anger at my mom, you know, can go under what the universe takes care of. Um, that's not really one. Are you mad at my mom or is this your mom? <laughs> this is your mom. Or just anyone named mom <laughs> we're all mad at. <laughs> kind of true <laughs> um <laughs> or like you know I'll get on loops of like oh my gosh like what if I die or like what if there's a, a natural disaster what if my something happens to my family and it's like oh that goes on the universe side because mm-hmm. uh, that's not something you can do anything constructive with so the oh, universe will worry about that. that and then I give myself like action that I can take go to the gym mm-hmm. run for 30 minutes run for 30 minutes push yourself in some way write this like go there do that and uh it really frees up a space in your mind i love that so much is that abram abraham hicks i don't know i think i saw them do that i'm sure they in do one of their books god i love them so much i know i love i love i love i want to i want to just talk to them one-on-one you went and saw them live i did by it yourself was unbelievable right? i'm by myself yeah that's great i was supposed to go with some of the vibrator girls next month but i have to go to this family thing instead so mm. Hmm. You can hey, another thing that helps me sleep sometimes mm-hmm. is to listen to Full Catastrophe Living because he's got a really slow, like, and soothing voice. He'll be like, and then when we have mindfulness, we stay in every moment very present. That's how he sounds. And it just puts you to sleep. I kind of, uh, yeah, I kind of need to start listening to more boring things when at night because I'll get you know hype with like some netflix show that i'm interested in or people are like read a book not understanding that reading a book to me means i have to stay up until i finish it the whole thing so that does not put me to sleep but listening to a book that's boring would um Mm -hmm. boringly read no boringly read boringly read yes boringly read yes yes to the ear soothing to to the ear and the mind (laughs) and my mind fullness um i i want to we're going to answer a person's question okay but I want to just like get any tips out of you that might still be in there I need tips 
Let's see. So you know you're going to do a steamable act if you want to build self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at, just like clarifying for me a little bit, it's the stuff that I don't want to do. Is mm-hmm. that it, like the, the stuff that has resistance around it? The right. stuff that's like, oh, I don't want to. Or I'm scared or I can't. Like, is that well, I you know what I do sometimes on the way to the gym? Because I'm always dreading it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I go, God, help me work out. Whoa. You do it for me, God, because I don't want to do it. And it works? Yeah. Help me work out, God. Help me work out. And then I stay present. I try to stay present. Like, well, I'm not at the gym yet. I'm still in the car. Why am I feeling dread? Right. I'm not even there yet. Ooh. You know, it's just working out is hard because you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. While you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But I listen to music I like. I found this on Pandora. I listen to seven light 70s rock <laughs> baby come back beast you mode it all on me god's like can we listen to something else when we do it lisa you you probably don't appreciate the 70s because you don't. oh i love I, I do i love 70s music oh, really? yeah okay well that was i grew up listening to it so i don't know how i know every song did you disco dance no <laughs> do i look like someone who disco dances <laughs> I got so excited. <laughs> oh, so you don't just go. Okay. No. Well, mm, let me cross that off the list of things to talk about today. <laughs> Disco. Another thing I do sometimes is I'll in the morning go, God, put me to work. Who can I help today? Ooh. Put somebody in my path that I can help. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it always happens that somebody will call me and need something or I'll be teaching a class that night and someone asks a question. I can't stop thinking about this movie that's coming to my mind where you like wake up and you're like, God, who can I help today? And then you go out and you start helping somebody, but you like ruin their life. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That's funny. Yeah. Let's write it. Okay. Cool. Done. TM, everyone. No one take that. It was just channeled. It was just channeled because um, I'm not drinking. <sighs> Want my me to read stomach's you? growling. Can you hear it? Yeah. Do you want me to read this question? Sorry. No, yes, it's okay. read the question. Okay. <clears throat> Please talk about how to work on a fear of rejection and relationships. I'm pretty confident in myself, but in romantic relationships, I always feel like I'm just waiting for the moment when I'm not wanted anymore. I need help. LOL. Mm, abandonment issues. Right? I have that too. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's fear of being abandoned. Yeah. But you know what? I, I When I was dating, I found... That I was, af- I was usually afraid like the guy would cheat on me or lie to me or I'd be deceived. So I would always try and stay current in the relationship. Like make sure I'm not in a different relationship than they're in. Oh. You know, like make sure like we're on the same page. Like, okay, we're just dating. And uh. I, would, I would try and get the truth out of them. Because I find that men, when you ask them, they do tell you the truth. A good question to ask a guy is, would you, if you had a daughter, would you want her dating you? <gasps> Oh, gosh. And and they will tell you. They'll be like, no, I'm an <laughs> asshole. I don't I wouldn't want her dating someone like me. Okay. So when people tell you something about themselves, believe them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so she has a fear of rejection. Like, what's the worst? I guess you have to ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen in this situation? A guy decides he doesn't want to see you anymore. It's not personal. Yeah, I mean, fucking Shania Twain's husband cheated on her. Well, so did Beyonce. So did Beyonce's. I'm I, Shania Twain. Just you know, really struck a chord with me because from this moment. Yes, because oh, this was her best friend. I remember, love her. and he married his, her best friend. Oh, I didn't know that. Very, wait, they maybe that was Faith Hill. No, it was Shania Twain. It doesn't oh, matter. Awful. It was one of the hot country singers. But like, <laughs> it's not personal. And I always try to say to myself, one of my affirmations is like, I am unrejectable because mm. who I am and what I am is not there for other people to, it doesn't matter if people like or don't like it or want to be around it or can't be around it or whatever. I'm I'm with the universe and can't reject that. Mm-hmm. And plus we attract where we're at, right? So mm-hmm. if you are attracting unavailable people, you are unavailable to yourself. 
Shoot. So first you have to become available to yourself, right? How do you do that? You do esteemable acts. You oh, really? take care of yourself. You really take care of yourself the way you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Start paying attention to how often we're mean to ourselves. Ooh. The way you care for yourself. It's almost like reparenting yourself. That's almost a good like, way of saying like it. You could be the best mother. To, to, a to a little Megan or a little Lisa yeah. or a little how, whoever you are. How would you talk to that child? Like yeah. I, I would never talk to my niece and nephews the way I talk to myself. Right. But And I'm trying to work on that and be better at like, Louise Hay wants you to do mirror work. Like look in the mirror and go, I love you, Lisa. I really love you. And you have to look in your eyes and say <laughs> it. It's so uncomfortable. Jacqueline says to dance in the mirror every morning, which I've been doing. Oh, really? I wonder if you could combine the two. Yeah, pump some jams, look at yourself in the mirror, dance, get connected. I like that. Mm-hmm. It is powerful to, I mean, I think most of us only talk to ourselves in the mirror like that when we're drunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And it's not even always positive. You're just like, you can do this. Go act normal for one more hour. Um, (laughs) but yeah, to give yourself like a sober pep talk in the mirror with a nice little dance, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're, you, you can't be rejected really on the the soul level. No, you can't because you may not be that your energies may not be meshing. Right. You know, if a guy decides he doesn't want to see you anymore, that doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It just means that energetically you guys aren't a match and sometimes the match that they need is way more um like lower vibe than yeah. than you are you yeah. know so yeah don't fight for low vibe people um just get in your own alignment and see who shows up and go fearlessly forward with think, an open yeah. heart knowing that no matter what happens you can never be rejected i had a therapist say to me be willing to be had Oh, gosh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, she was like, I'm just going to be willing to be had. So, so what? Yeah. It's the worst thing that can happen. I'm, you know, I'm deceived. Right. I'd rather live my life open to love than protecting myself and closing myself off from whatever Mm. could come my way. Because you grow with every relationship and you, it's contrast. Yeah. You know, what you don't want. You start to you're collecting yes. what you do. Yeah, you you have to get out there. And I've begun to realize that more and more. Like we were talking about dating apps and if people should do them or whatever. And the consensus with my friends was like, no, we don't want to. And I was just like, I kind of feel like you don't have to. But it does give the universe more to work with, like more coincidences, more synchronicities, more fun shit. So just getting out there. Well, you're putting yourself in the, in the space of love and dating. Yeah. Every time you go on a date, you're in that space of you're saying out loud to the universe, yeah, I'm open. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you're meeting new people and you're getting dressed up. And every time you get dressed and ready for a date, you're like in that space of like, oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. Just, all you have to do is have coffee for an hour. Yeah. You don't have to like go out to dinner and like. Oh, my God. I once went out to dinner with the hottest guy I've ever, ever been on a date with. I swear. He was gorgeous. And we sat down. It was Valentine's Day. He actually took me out on Valentine's wow. Day. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and he started, we had nothing to talk about. He was not the most interesting man for me. I'm sure another woman would find him fascinating. But he started telling me riddles. Mm. So he was like, first it's slow, then it's fast. What am I? Or something, like, you know, that's not a real riddle. But I was like, oh, wow, um, this is really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was I told riddles last night to my students. What? Yeah. How weird. Yeah, I told them a couple that they couldn't figure out. <laughs> That's like the proudest <laughs> I, I've ever seen. I gave you. them the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, close this out with a riddle, Lisa. You want a riddle? Yeah, give it to All us. All right. So you're you're walking down a path. You're mm-hmm. looking for Truth Village. So you come to a fork in the road. Now you know that everyone from Truth Village can only tell the truth. And the other road is Liar's Village. And everyone from Liar's Village can only lie. So there's a man standing there, and you can ask him one yes or no question. His answer will determine which road you should take to get to Truth Village. What is the question? Don't Google it, guys. Really try to figure it out. It's easy to Google and, you know. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> next, let your let your mind work on that for a little bit. Okay, next week I'll uh, I'll share the answer. So mm-hmm. nobody go anywhere. Do you want to try and ask me any questions about it? Um, like pretend I'm the guy and there's two roads and you're right. looking for Tooth Village. What can you ask me? One question, yes or no? Is this the road to Truth Village? Yes. Okay. So what if I say yes? Does that give you information? What if I'm a liar? Right. So the question needs to be something that he can't lie about. Mm, not necessarily. If you had two questions, uh huh, that would be ideal. Right? Right. You could first figure out if he's a liar, then figure out which word. Right. So you have to find a way to combine two questions in one. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna Yeah. I'm gonna let my mind work on yeah. that. I can't wait to see what I come up with. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be like, No. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Do we have time to tell a quick story yes, about Yes, are you kidding? Yes. When I was a child, I was probably in third grade and it was the first time I ever heard a riddle. We had a teacher, a substitute teacher, it was a Friday. And she said, okay, a man is found dead in the desert. <laughs> the substitute With- teacher yes. came in hot. <laughs> yeah. And he's found nothing but a pack on his back. How did he die? And we could ask, we got 20 questions, yes or no questions. So everyone's raising their hand like, oh, he got bit by a snake. He ran out of food. He ran out of water. Nope, 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 nope. Everyone's like raising their hands. No one could figure it out. She was like, well, you guys have to go think about it. So I go home. I'm obsessed. I ask my parents they can't figure it out I go to sleep that night and I had a dream you know in my dream I woke up I sat on the edge of my bed I walked to my closet the closet opens there's a desk in my closet and a typewriter no yes the typewriter started typing by itself no yes piece of paper comes up and says fell out of an airplane parachute didn't open no yes that is nuts. Isn't that cool? My brain figured it out oh while I was sleeping. Oh my gosh. And that was the exact thing that I was supposed to talk about with the Michael Beckwith stuff, but I forgot. Oh, tell is me. Is that his whole thing is like, ask the universe empowered questions because the universe will answer any question that you give it to it. Oh, I love. So that's, you, 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 you did it. That's the perfect example. But he's like, um, don't ask like, why did this happen to me? Or like, why did I have to do it? Like, no. Ask like, what is the best gift I can give to the universe right now what is like ask these super empowered questions of your soul and of your mind and the universe absolutely by law will answer it for you in some way always Always. whenever I start my day out and say God put me to work who can I help today somebody invariably shows up that needs help I had a dream um last week that it was a lucid dream I was like writing on my bed in my dream and I was like just like praying or meditating. I don't know what to really call it, but like for the universe to just take over. And all of a sudden my hand just started moving and it was like writing by itself. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's happening. And then I was like, oh, I'm dreaming. And then I realized I was dreaming and I was like, universe, just tell me what I need to know. Like, just tell it to me. And everything went black and it was like, bzzz, like really creepy sounding. And these words started coming no. towards me. And I was like, oh, my God, what's it going to say? What's it going to say? And they started to get clearer and clearer and clearer. And it just said in white letters, hi there, sexy. And I woke up and I was like bawling. So I was like, that's the message. That's it? That was the message. Hi there, sexy. So I was like, am I supposed to incorporate more like sex therapy? Huh. That's literally what it said. Hey there, sexy. It's just a dream. Yeah. Everybody in your dream is a part of you. Yep. That's what my therapist told me. Doctor. Dr. Monica Wild. <laughs> we love you, Dr. Monica Wild. <laughs> Lisa, we love you too. Will you guys please come join the Facebook group, Superficial Magic Vibrators? Lisa's in the group. I'm in the group. That's where the girls started requesting for you to come back on the show again. Yes, um, that was fun. Someone requested the cat song. Oh, can you sing us out on it? Yes, I can. Okay. I'd sleep all day. <laughs> At night, I'd play i'd sit in window sills i'd have no bills i'd climb the walls and barf hairballs i wish i was a cat meow meow we're taking you I right downstairs to that cat. voice agency meow, saying meow. where have you been for a year wish i was a cat meow meow i wish i was a cat 
Bye, vibrators. We love you. <laughs> this episode of Superficial Magic was brought to you by Thrive Market. So head over to thrivemarket.com forward slash superficial magic to get 25% off your first order. This is what you gotta do. Ain't no treadmill. No, no, no. Ain't no bicycle. No, no, no. Do you do it on a yoga mat? No, no, no. It's from shaking that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.